Merry Christmas, everyone. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks for celebrating Christmas with us. I'm just so glad uh, to have you guys here today. If something uh, lights on fire behind me that shouldn't be, just let me know. Give me that signal. I know you guys are all concerned about that. But every, everyone who's dealing with flames today has been trained thoroughly and equipped for the service. So um, I'm Pastor Jeff, and I'm just so thrilled uh, to spend this day with you. I'm going to pray, and then we'll dive into the message today. Lord, we just thank you for Christmas. And thank you for sending your son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, I don't know where everyone's at today, but I pray that you just draw us near to you, that you would speak to us, that you would be uh, everything that we need, that you'd provide for us, that you'd sustain us. God, we thank you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alongside the rocky terrain, up the hills and down the valleys to the path alongside the riverbank. Mary and Joseph traveled south a week-long journey, 80 miles to Bethlehem. The path was rugged, incredibly difficult, especially for a woman ready to give birth. Every bump painful, cold nights, long days. Danger seemingly around every corner, worried that one stumble and they could lose the baby, in danger from robbers, in danger from wildlife. A grueling trip, not fun for anyone. And when they arrive to their destination, there's no room available for them. No home, no bedroom, no hotel, nothing. The town is excessively overcrowded, flooded with people who are sent back to their hometowns for the census that Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus ordered. Joseph, a hard-working man with his beautiful pregnant bride, desiring to care for her, a special moment as their firstborn would soon be born, but there's nothing Joseph can do to make it better. No room means no room. And no one willing to give up their room, even for the woman who would soon be in labor. They have to settle for the only option available to them. A farmer offers the only shelter, a stable, most likely cut out of the rock and the hillside. Some might call it a cave where the livestock would take shelter. Think of the smells. Think of the noises at night. Tired from their journey in pain, uncomfortable, lonely, probably by themselves, while everyone else spends the night in a room, they have the stable to themselves. It's disappointing. It's not how they pictured this happening. They already had to endure the pain of a child conceived out of wedlock, they knew that they had been pure, but many others didn't believe them. The church people shunned them for the unspeakable sin that they never committed. And now they're here under the stars. Sometimes in life, our world seems so ordinary. Like no one else knows, like no one else cares. But God knows and God cares, and God loves you, 
and God is with you. And into this moment in history and into the, this moment in the lives of Mary and Joseph comes a baby, Jesus. Not just their firstborn, not just another baby born, but Emmanuel, God with us. See, months earlier, God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary and told her, as Luke chapter 1 says, you'll conceive and give birth to a son and you'll name him Jesus. He'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary wondered, how could this be since I'm a virgin? I'm not even married. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. The good news of Christmas, that God does a miracle, many miracles, as he enters our world, as he breaks the laws of nature and comes to rescue us from our hopelessness. I'm not sure how life is going for you. If it's going for you like it is for the majority, it isn't going well. Life is difficult and dark at times. And into our world and into our hopelessness comes the hope of the world. Into the darkness comes the light of the world, Jesus Christ, the greatest miracle of Christmas. And if you need a miracle this Christmas, Jesus is the only one who can save you. He is the only one who can make a way when there seems to be no other way. At times we pray for miracles in our lives. At times we pray for God to intervene. And often, God doesn't do exactly what we want him to do. He doesn't always intervene. He doesn't always heal. He doesn't always rescue us from the danger that we're concerned about. But the greatest rescue of all comes through Christmas. See, you and I, we were born sinful people. Every single one of us, we've sinned and, and we've turned our backs on God again and again and again. And because of our sin, we're destined for hell. Eternal separation from God is what we earn for our sin. But God so loved you and me that he sent his son, Jesus, who took on flesh, born of a virgin, in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And 33 years after he was born, he would be hung on a cross. Why is that? Why did Jesus have to be crucified? Why did Jesus choose to allow people to kill him? The reason is, is because the scriptures say the wages of sin is death. That what we earn for our sin is that eternal separation from God. But God so loved us, they didn't leave us there. That he intervened into human history to rescue us. And that on the cross, he took our place. It should have been me. And it should have been you on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. But he took our place. Listen to what Isaiah 53 says. And yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. 
And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. How many of us have strayed away? All of us. We've all strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. There's our story. We've walked away from God. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. That he paid the penalty for our sin on the cross. And that through Jesus and Jesus alone can we be saved. We aren't saved from hell by going to church. We're not saved from hell by being baptized or confirmed or by being a good person. We're only saved by God's grace, which, is, which means it's a gift that we didn't deserve. We did nothing to earn it. He just decided to intervene by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, can we be saved. See, one day when we die, we have a date with God where we all will stand before God and give an account of our lives. And there's only two options when we stand before God. Guilty, and have to suffer that eternal separation from God or forgiven. Guilty or forgiven. And I just want you to think about, if you die today, what's, what's the verdict? Have you received Jesus' payment for your sin? It's, it's a gift, just like Christmas, as we give and receive gifts. As someone offers us a gift, it's not ours until we take it. And Jesus offers it to everyone. The free gift of salvation. The free gift of forgiveness. John 1 says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. What good news. My wife Jessica and I uh, love country music. And so we, we, go, we try to catch all the, as many as we can, uh, up-and-coming country music singers. And there's a, a gal that Jess really likes, out of Nashville that, that came to Des Moines. And so we went down there and, and spent the night in Des Moines. We had dinner before the concert, and um, I picked the restaurant, which um, that's where I went wrong at first, usually. Um, I should have <laughs> let her pick. Um, and I, I picked a, a dive of a restaurant. It was actually a good place, but I think she probably would appreciate it a little more fancy, you know? I'm the not fancy guy. I'm like, I want a huge portion of food that's good, Okay. Fancy is like, you're going to eat this big of a steak. I'm like, I don't do that, okay? That's maybe an appetizer, okay? I'm not paying 50 bucks for that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that wasn't in my notes. But anyways, <laughs> so we, we, we find this restaurant, and it's a, it's a dive of a restaurant. I mean, I don't know what a dive is, but this is a dive. It's like not super fancy. It's kind of hole in the wall and uh, off of the main drag, and it was actually featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives. And so that's how I knew it was a dive. And 
it's like a unique place. It has uh, Louisiana-style uh, Creole and, and smoked brisket and ribs and shrimp. There's some good food there. And as, as we sat down, we noticed the owner of the restaurant making the rounds, uh, just saying hi to the guests. And he uh, would just leave them with some dry jokes and some sarcastic sticks. We noticed that really quickly. Um, and as we met him, we, he found out where we were going, the concert venue that we were going to. And it was just a small venue, and, and he had frequented it and loved that, that place, and he loved live music, a musician himself. And he told us, he said, man, I have a story for you guys that would blow your minds. And then he walked away. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> and so when our food came, he came back to our table, and I'm like, man, tell us your story. We'd love to hear your story. And he went on to tell us a very long story, detailed story, about 20 minutes story here. And, uh, and he started just, he started with a Facebook post. He just shared this, this Facebook post. And, um, and, and just, I'll tell you what the, the majority of the story was about. Uh, he, uh, let's see, where am I at? He began with the Facebook post and he said he's not one to spew on social media. He's not usually one to post on social media, but what he wrote ended up being picked up by a national uh, independent recording artist. And that song that he wrote from this Facebook post won a huge major award. And he was pretty excited about that. But what, what really caught us was what he wrote on the Facebook post. He read it to us, and it says this. In a hospital room, he sat. His sister, a pedestrian, was hit by a car. His mother had passed away not too long before in that same hospital room. And as, as he wondered if his sister would survive, which she wouldn't, he wrote to the driver who hit her. I paraphrased, but he said, it's not your fault. Don't take it with you. It's a day you'll never forget. I've been there too. When someone was hit, I held them in my hands, hoping to save them. But there's nothing I could do as my clothes soaked up her blood. A day you'll never forget. Life is incredibly hard sometimes. And as he shared his heartache, as he shared that he's the last living in his family, I asked him, how is the pain you feel today? What's it like today? And he used um, a bunch of colorful language, but basically he said about the same. The pain is the same. Life is hard. The band R.E.M. sings a song, everyone hurts sometimes. And in our world, it seems that it's not just sometimes, but maybe more often than not, that everyone hurts. And I don't know your song, and I don't know your story, but I know that every single person in this room is deeply wounded. Every single one of us. Bleeding Profusely, even though it seems like no one else can see. 
but God knows and God sees and God's heart breaks for you. Hebrews chapter four tells us about Jesus. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Christmas is celebrating Jesus coming down and walking and stepping into our shoes. That he is not unable to empathize with us, but he knows our pain. And God sees it, and God loves us, and God cares. Emmanuel, God with us. He and only he can heal your hurts. He and only he can cure your wounds. He's the only way, he's the only one who can make a way when there seems to be no other way. He can part the Red Sea. He can walk on water. He can give sight to the blind. He can allow the paralyzed to walk. He can move mountains. He can create level ground through treacherous wilderness. And in your pain, and in your anxiety, and in your fear, and in your mountaintop or your valley, he will come. Some of us, we've been boxing him out of our lives for too long. We have tried to live apart from him. We've tried to hide our life of sin from him, but it's impossible because he's everywhere. He knows, he sees, he loves, and he cares and he invites us to come. Not to get all clean and nice and neat, but to come from right where we are. And as he comes, he comes into life of Mary and Joseph. He comes into their pain and he brings joy. He comes into lives of the shepherds. He comes into lives of the wise men. And he can come into your life too if you open your life up to him. Every single one of us need him. Will you have the courage to call on him today? Romans chapter 10 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Does anyone here need to be saved today? For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and is openly declaring your faith that you are saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone, anyone and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's the good news of Christmas. We're going to play a a song for you. And during this time, I just want you to have a conversation with God. Prayer is just talking to God. And God knows what's what's going on in your heart. He knows your mind. And if you're not right with God, I I would ask you to, to do that, to get right with God. And you can do that by just admitting your sin, just confessing your sin. God, here is my sin. By confessing your belief in Jesus, God, I believe that Jesus came and died on the cross so I could be forgiven and saved. And making that decision to to turn away from sin and turn to God as your Savior and your Lord. Would you get right with God? Ask him to wash away that sin and make you clean. That you would be follower 
of Jesus. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me pray. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here. God, you see and you know and you love them still and you care. God, I pray that we would open up our lives to you. God, that we would admit our sin. That we would confess our belief in Jesus. And that we turn from sin and turn to live our lives 